0: Hello and welcome to this week's Sport Huddle brought to you from Leeds Hospital Radio. Um, I'm Ian Marsden. I'm your host and I'm with Stuart Taylor and Alan Breeze. Hello, guys. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Hope you're all right. And um, we uh, will go on to the we've got local football. We're going to talk about Leeds against Chelsea, a, a rematch from the 1970s. And also we'll talk Huddersfield Town. Are they staying up? Bradford, absolutely on fire. Um, and will they continue that playoff chase? Uh, we'll also um, talk Six Nations with that coming up this weekend. And we will also be digesting the England versus India test series, uh, which started fantastic, but ended kind of disappointing. Um, and uh, I'm sure we all have our thoughts and opinions on, on that. Um, so, But I've got a quiz question for you, uh, which will um, I'll do now, and you can give me the answer at the end of the show. So tonight's quiz question is, so the Premier League started in 1992-1993 season. As everyone knows, Manchester United won the first Premier League but I want to know who were the three teams that got relegated that first season of the Premier League? Mm, good question. Good question. Thank you very much. I do pride myself on the good questions. So um, I'll leave you to um, to think about that and, uh, and see what you think. And we'll go straight on to uh, local football, straight on to the Premier League and the big Big rivalry from the 1970s makes its return. It's Leeds United against Chelsea on Saturday. Um, we will be covering that live with uh, expert commentary from Bill Dale and Steve Fountain. So um, please listen into that if you are in hospital on Saturday. Um, we'll start with Stuart. Um, it, uh, it's mouthwatering, isn't it, Leeds-Chelsea?
1: It certainly is. I, I remember you mentioned the uh, the rivalry of the 1970s, and of course that infamous uh, FA Cup final replay at Old Trafford, which uh, Chelsea finally won 2-1. But uh, I, 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 I think recently, um, Michael Oliver, who the the Premier League referee, um, was asked to um, go through the the full. Match the the replay of the match, and um, I think he issued something like thirteen red cards. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I confidently predict that thirteen uh, red cards won't be issued on Saturday. Um, yeah, it's a, it certainly is a mouth watering clash. Uh, Chelsea, uh, I think since uh, Lam- Frank Lampard disappeared and uh, with the appointment of uh, Thomas Tuchel. Um, I'm expecting Chelsea shortly to turn out with shirts bearing the logo Forsprung durch Technik, uh, because <laughs> there there certainly is a there certainly is a German efficiency now about the uh, the Chelsea side. That's, uh, that's very
0: good. That's very. Yeah. Good. I like that. I the, do like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just, it just. came up with that. You just came up know. with that. Yeah, uh, other other German cars are available.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, I, I think this is going to be a really tough one for, for Leeds. I think Leeds have done what they need to do so, so far this season, Ian. And uh, um, I, I know that there's a certain uh, section of the support that's still nervously looking downwards. But for me, uh, Leeds are going to be in the Premier League next season. Um, a couple of concerns. I I, I think teams are... Understanding now how they play and are able to set up against that, um, I just wonder also whether uh, there is a bit of tiredness creeping into the side because uh, what Marcelo be Bielsa clearly does is he's got his he's got his first eleven and a number of those players have, have, have turned out in uh, if not every match close to every match and. Uh, you know, I just wonder whether fatigue has, has impacted on Jack Harrison's performances, uh, for example, recently. Um, but, um, you know, I think, um, I thought West Ham were worthy winners in, uh, in, in, in the last game uh, that we saw that Lee's lost 2-0, although Lee certainly gave it a good go in, in the second half. Um, so I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. Uh, I reckon that Chelsea are going to shade this one. Uh, unfortunately for for Leeds fans, and I I think it could be a a Chelsea one Leeds nil sort of game.
0: Okay, I think that's fair enough. Alan Leeds have had a lot of injuries. Um, their centre half pairing have been out for from what I think most of the season. Um, so the fact they're eleventh and nine points ahead of the relegation zone, that's got to be considered to be a good first season, hasn't it?
2: It's been a very good season, and it's also been a very entertaining season. And, uh, sort of the cries of dirty leads and, uh, negative football, there's been none of that. It's been, they've been fabulous to watch, win or lose. Um, they've run out of steam, yes, from time to time. Um, the, uh, I think Stuart was, was mentioning there the thinness of the squad, but we've got some, uh, some guys back from injury, including two centre halves, uh, I, I, my, my German's not as good as Stuart's, um, but I understand coach or cock, whichever, he, how it's pronounced.
0: It's uh, the latter,
2: yeah. He's, um, he's likely to be in the squad if not uh, selected and Berardi, again, he's, he's back knocking on the door. Uh, he's been a very steady player mm-hmm. and, um, uh, he's got better. I wasn't quite sure on him and Barade when I first, uh, started doing the commentaries and he arrived. Um, but I think he's he's settling well. Uh, Shackleton, a bit of a fringe player, he's coming back. So we're seeing one or two fresh faces, and hopefully those will be as good as signings, in effect. So yeah. I think that side is, is a big plus. Um, Leeds also, I think Bielsa, with his 1,000 games as a manager, has in, issued a very interesting quote today, saying that he can see himself being here forever. Um, so, uh, contractual arrangements for next season uh, haven't begun, of course, but um, the sign there is we're, we're going to have him um, racing his bucket at Allen Road at least for another year. So that's got to be good. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, we've already had uh, off-air um, our chairman thought that Chelsea might win one nil, and that's been endorsed by Stewart. And I can't, I can't disagree with that at all. I, I, I wrote down here a long time ago one nil Chelsea. I'm afraid. Mhm.
0: I think that's fair enough. I think I'm going go to go one one just to be different more than anything, really. Um, but yeah, I think Leeds with players coming back, um, their first eleven when it is all fit. Is actually a really good team. It's just that they've not had that first 11, uh, fit for a lot of the time. So, um, but yeah, um, should be a decent game to watch, um, on Saturday and listen to if you're in hospital. Uh, like I say, Bill Dale and Steve Fountain, the voices of LHR Sport from Elland Road on Saturday, um, half 12 kickoff. Yeah, so
2: Half 12. I'm not quite sure how that fits in with our schedule for this programme. Um,
0: I think they listen to this and then basically the football will be on in about half an hour to an hour later. So Correct. all good stuff. So we'll move into the championship, um, which, again, this season is very much of a muchness. Um, and Huddersfield Town are away in London at Queen's Park Rangers, um, who themselves are are, are not covering themselves in glory. They're 12th. They've won 12 and lost 12. Um, Huddersfield, though, are 19th and are six points ahead of Rotherham, um, in the last relegation place. But Rotherham have three games in hand and will make it four games in hand because their game on Saturday has been called off again, um, for Covid reasons. So, um, Stuart, going into Huddersfield, um, yeah, what's going on, and are, do they have enough to stay in the championship? Well,
1: Huddersfield really do seem to have run out of steam since the new year. They have played thirteen games and they won only one, and uh, extraordinarily, that was four-one at home to Swansea, which is very championship, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, 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 seven points out of a possible thirty-nine since the uh, since the new year really is uh, is, is relegation form. Um, yeah, they started off as we said on this program before. Um, they started off the season in, in in decent shape, and it looked as though Carlos Corberan was uh, uh, was fairly quickly implementing uh, the similar ideas that he, he brought through from uh, uh, from his time as assistant to Marcelo Vielsa at, at Leeds with that uh, energetic uh, high press. Um, but he's he's lost um, he's lost a number of players to injury through the course of the season, and, and that may well be to do with the uh, the similar murder ball training that he's uh, he, he's got going at, uh, at Huddersfield. He's also, of course, not um, uh, with respect to the Huddersfield squad. Uh, you know what's coming next when I mention with respect they're not as uh, they're certainly <laughs> not as talented as uh, as the Leeds squad uh, were that he was working with last season. I think that's an issue. Um, I, I I I I think town will be okay, uh, mainly because you know it's getting to the point of the season where although Rotherham have games in hand, you've got to start winning those games in hand. It's all yeah. very well having them in hand, but yeah. uh, and, and Rotherham are going to have quite a fixture pile-up uh, before too long. Now that yes. uh, they've they've, uh, they've, um, they've lost some further uh, games uh, for COVID reasons, QPR. Um, Mid table, uh, they, they were struggling a bit, but um, only one defeat the last nine. They won six of them. Uh, they recruited Charlie Adam, uh, Charlie Austin, should I say, uh, in, in the year, brought him back to the club. I thought that was a great sign, and he's already scored five goals in, in, in 12 games, so they've got some firepower. Huddersfield have been uh, really powder puff um, away from home. Uh, they surrendered meekly to, uh, to Preston at, at, at Deepdale. After having yeah, better of the uh, the first twenty minutes really, but as soon as they can see the goal, the heads went down and they were never in it. Uh, yeah. I saw, I saw a, a, a desperately poor uh, home drill against uh, Birmingham City the week before last, <clears> uh, which uh, just you know that was a relegation six pointer. Neither side really uh, just wanted to lose that match, and it was really poor. And, uh, and actually, if, uh, um, if uh, apart from a, an incredibly poor penalty from uh, Sunogo or Sinogoals, as he's now known, um, then they could have uh, they could have taken three points away. But uh, um, I, I think it's tough. Uh, but I just fancy that Town might get a point out of this one, so I'm, I'm going to go
0: one apiece, Town. One apiece. Okay. Okay. Um, Alan, um, your thoughts on Town and whether they've got enough to stay up, knowing that Rotherham will have those four games in hand, although, like Stuart said, you, they still have to win those games, obviously.
2: Well, the short answer to the question is, yes, I do think they'll stay up. Um, I think there's there's quite a lot of grit inside. but uh, Not enough goals in it. Uh, but um, the goal that Fraser Campbell got uh, the other day, I thought was, was Premier League uh, striking the ball. Uh, deserved to win the game but unfortunately didn't um, and he really has um, he's, he's one of these guys who had tremendous promise uh, Fraser Campbell uh, came through the Man United group had a, a spell over on the east coast with um, um, the Tigers um, but he's, uh, he's moved on from that and uh, I think he's, he's quite a useful guy to have around Um QPR, uh, uh, won't say burst into the top half, they sort of drifted into the top half of the league. Their aspirations would have been, I'm sure, at the start of the season, to have been in the playoffs. Um, they've got some talented players in the squad. And um, I, I just think QPR will have too much at uh, the weekend for Huddersfield. I'm going 2-0 QPR.
0: 2-0 QPR. And unfortunately, I... I... I'm in full agreement with that. I think it'll be 2-0 to QPR. I think Huddersfield's away record itself is shockingly bad. Um, I think they must get points at home to make sure they stay in the championship um, and build for next season as well. So um, we wish the Terriers um, good luck in the capital on Saturday. Um, Obviously, Leeds know full well how much trouble it is winning a game in the capital. So we'll go into League 2 and our local side Bradford City um, are away at Carlisle United. Um, Bradford are sitting 12th um, with 47 points. Bolton are in the last playoff place on 54 but Bradford have two games in hand over them um, and seven points. So Bradford, it's still all to play for. Um, Stuart, uh, tough game against Carlisle, although they've slipped down the league alarmingly. Uh, they're 13th now, when they were near the top for most of the season.
1: For sure, um, although they did have um, since mid-December, they had nine matches postponed in 43 days for a various reason. Frozen pitch, I think. Um, I think the Harrogate game at Harrogate that was abandoned actually after 10 mm-hmm. minutes because yeah. of frozen pitch. Uh, how on earth the pitch had become more frozen in, in 10 minutes since it started is, uh, is only for the referee, really, to, to explain. Um, some waterlogging issues and uh, a COVID outbreak, both in their camp and when that was sorted out in uh, opponents' camps. So uh, I, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, they, they, they've they lost some ground. Um, they're now, what are they? I think they've got four games in hand on most yes, of the top
0: six. They do, yeah.
1: Uh, but uh, th- th- this, um, this is going to be a real challenge for Bradford. I was at Valley Parade on Saturday to cover the Bradford-Bolton game, and uh, I felt that was a real test of uh, uh, Bradford's promotion credentials. Um, Bradford had, had won five league games on the trot uh, up to that point, first time in 17 years for Bradford. Bolton came into it with uh, six games won on the trot. And I, I-, I thought Bradford just about past their promotion credentials. Uh, uh, Bolton looked really strong, I thought. Uh, pr- certainly dominated the second half, scored late, scored in the 80, 82nd minute, deservedly through Nathan Delfonso, a bit of a scramble. But, you know, a mark of um, Bradford's newfound resilience that uh, they actually came back and they managed to equalise in the 93rd minute from that man, Danny Rowe. Uh, so that was a great point. So as a pu- as a... Um, as a result of that, I thought they might d- get something out of Newport uh, midweek, particularly as the the game had been shifted from Newport's uh, beach um, uh, pitch at, uh, at their home, home stadium. It had been uh, moved over to Cardiff City Stadium, so I thought that would suit uh, uh, Bradford's style of play. Um, but, of course, they, they, they took the lead early in the second half through Andy Cook, but conceded two late goals, including a penalty in the 96th minute, undisputably a uh, penalty, I have to say, having seen it, uh, um, um, Sutton, Levi Sutton inexplicably handballed it in, in in the area from a long throw. Um, so it just remains to be seen, in what effect that midweek defeat will have on Bradford's confidence. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's built uh, considerably, clearly it has built considerably since... Uh, Mark Truman and Connor Sellers took over, but uh, there might still be a a bit of a brittle uh, feeling about it. That's uh, two defeats now uh, in in recent times. Uh, As you say, Carlisle, the early pace setters, it's not going to be easy at Brunton Park. Um, So I'm... Yeah, I'm gonna go with my heart. My head my head says I, I fancy Carlisle might squeeze it. But I'm gonna go with my heart and I'm gonna go off with two apiece with Danny Rowe and Andy Cook scoring one each.
0: Thank you very much, Stu. Um Alan, um League two looking um well, from your point of view, looking a little bit upside down, I think. Um, <laughs> um Are we we still talking about the
2: Bradford City-Carlisle game? We are
0: still talking about the Bradford City-Carlisle game, yeah. What are your thoughts?
2: um, It it was um, very much a late show for both sides. As uh, Stuart has already mentioned, uh, City giving away that penalty late on, 1-0 up and lost 2-1. Carlisle were completely outplayed on Tuesday night, I'm led to believe through a reliable source. Um, And they scored a 93rd-minute equaliser, uh, against the run of play. So don't uh, don't leave Carlisle too early because um, late goals are entirely possible. Now, I'd just like to put a shout out there to one of our very good friends and co-commentators, uh, uh, Alistair uh, Fitzpatrick there. Um, that's uh, the good, Patrick. That's the one. <laughs> and um, he... He's a season ticket holder for Bradford City but supports Carlisle. So I don't know what he's going to be doing but um, I think City are going to get something up, up there. Carlisle really were very poor uh, and I don't put that down to the quality of their opposition midweek against struggling Grimsby. Um, so I'm going to go for a 2-1 away win. Carlisle back on the road. I do think City will finish in the playoffs because I just can't see Morecambe continuing um, th- to hold that position. Uh, we prove wrong most weeks, as, as more can keep winning. Um, we've got uh, Tranmere, who you've not mentioned the EFL tro- trophy, Ian, but we've got Tranmere playing, uh, bizarrely, the 2021 final against Sunderland the day after the 1920 season. Yeah final Portsmouth-Salford so yeah. Tranmere are going to get very confused and not really sure what's going to happen so I, I think you're going to see uh, both Belton and Bradford City in the playoffs uh, coming back to Saturday City to beat Carlisle
0: Cool I think Bradford will win as well because I don't think Carlisle have just hit the skids and um, yeah I think Bradford will win that one and um, plug that gap a little bit um, it is the ef too. EFL Trophy Finals this weekend, both played behind closed doors, both at Wembley, Saturday, Sunday. Um, So obviously everyone's looking forward to them. Um, Harrogate are still in with a shout of the playoffs. They're 10th at the moment um, and they are away at Colchester um, on Saturday. No, it's not. It's Forest Green Rovers. The other side of the country. Harrogate Town our away at Forest Green. So we'll leave football there for now. And we're going to go talk about cricket um, and the um, recent England against India test series. Four test series. Um, one of the tests was played behind closed doors um, and that one England won. Um, and then the other three were played with some crowds and India wiped the floor with England. Um you're both cricket fans, I know you are. Um you're very, very um passionate about your counties. Um so I'm gonna just and uh, we're just talking England here, okay? England. Um so um oh. I'm, I'm gonna turn to Stuart first. Um your thoughts on the whole on the test series as a whole
1: yeah well of course england came off the back of a really good series in sri lanka and uh, started uh, with an impressive win in the opening test in chennai as uh, as you mentioned and they scored uh, what was it 578 in the in the first innings including an excellent innings of 208 by joe root the captain uh but after that um they passed 200 just once thereafter and, uh, you know, there's an old saying, you aren't going to score, you aren't going to win many test matches um, if you can't score 200 in in any innings, uh, never mind the first one. Uh, and, um, you know, England won the toss three times out of four. Uh, but I just thought, Ian, um, uh, Joe Rick got it right. We were outskilled. That that's that's the top and bottom of it by a really impressive Indian side. Yeah. I think, I think this may well be, turn out to be the yeah. best side that India have ever had. Uh, they've got you know they've got uh, a great spin pair of uh, Ashwin and the young Pretender Patel. Don't forget, Patel made his actually, Asha Patel made his debut as a, yeah. in, in this Test series and uh, took I think it was was it four. Uh, four Pfeifers, Ashwin took 30-odd wickets, he scored a century as well. And, um, you know, I, I was particularly disappointed with England's batting as a, a unit as a whole, particularly in the last test. There was absolutely no excuse for what went on in the last test. Other than uh, their heads had completely gone. they just completely scrambled against spin and you could see it. And it was painful to watch, you know, if you pick out. And, and this is not... Uh, um, um county bias at all this is just quoting an example and, and for johnny Bairstow just to turn first ball he, he faced in the second test just uh in the second innings of the final test with a leg side trap uh set just a turn to uh, to leg slate was just uh was extraordinary really and if you used if you run through um you just run through the batting unit sibley 134 runs at, at six, an average 16 crawley 67 runs all it in two tests an average of 16. um it, it, the, the the list goes on bairstow 28 runs in <laughs> which he got in one innings and, and, and three ducks uh so the, the batting unit letting them down um we were reliant on joe root Jimmy Anderson and Ben Stokes uh, are three uh, world-class performers. Root and Anderson performed in the first test. Uh, Stoke really didn't fire. And um, and, and certainly uh, our spinners were outspun um, by, um, by the Indian spinners. A good word for Jack Leach. He got absolutely mauled in the first test. England, uh, India targeted him. That was absolutely clear. They went after him because they I don't think they were ever concerned about Dominic Best, but uh, they respected Leach. Went after him, but uh, he exerted some control uh, through the series. I feel really sorry for Don Best. I think he's, um, and I've been there, as a 19-year-old spinner who was on the junior county circuit. I started bowling head high, full tosses. I think he's got the yips. And I think uh, they need to take him out. He needs to spend a, a season or so with Yorkshire. Uh, and as long as he gets in the side, he just needs to get his confidence back and hopefully get rid of the, the uh, that dreadful. Uh, propensity he has got at the moment to bowl full tosses and long-ups. Uh, he's, he's just not good yeah.
0: enough. It's not. Um, Moeen Ali wasn't... Uh, he played one test and was still one of England's highest wicket-takers in the whole series. Um, Alan your thoughts on a whole as on the series as a whole um for you well, well um i'm going to
2: play the elder statesman here um and uh, with age comes
0: wisdom.
2: with age comes wisdom yeah although i say it myself yeah um we've got to realize we've got here a bunch of young men uh, some teenagers the oldest is uh, in the 30s they've been locked up for a year and a bit uh, taken away from the families and all of that entails. Uh, we saw instances of, uh, uh, certain players, they broke the curfew and went to see the family for whatever reason. Uh, it's been a horrific year for these professional, y- relatively young men. Uh, then you drag them away to the subcontinent. It's freezing here. It's blistering hot over there. Um, I don't know what you do, I mean I've been locked up with my wife for a year and I can tell you, I wouldn't want to be playing cricket on the back of that so yeah. you, you've got all these all these young men <laughs> they're, they're sort of locked up in in, 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 in semi-isolation um, and then we we go on some sort of a rotational squad, so uh, Burstow was doing really well so we send him home and then somebody else will come out and he's injured and I just think the whole thing has been an organizational nightmare. So I'm not going to sit here in judgment on any of these players, um, whichever counties they may or may not represent, uh, because it's a bigger thing here. And really, I don't know what the answer is, but you've got all these competing pressures of the IPL, uh, you know, was was Ali Mo and Ali really there for the IPL or is there for for playing for England. I've no idea. Ditto, Johnny Bairstow, And the whole dynamic of, of, of top level cricket is, is on the move at a time when we've had a, a worldwide pandemic and young athletes are being kept away from their families. So let's not rush to criticise. Let's just uh, say let's look forward to the start of games with proper fans and we'll support them.
1: Um, I, 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 Ian, if I could just quickly come back at that I, 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 Alan makes some really good points um, however England, uh, uh, the bubble's a fact of life isn't it, you're living in that biosecure bubble and the, the, the Indian team uh, have been in a biosecure secure bubble, well most of them for goodness knows how long because they had the, the IPL before uh, the test series and also they went to, off to India of course and uh, um, you know, let's by the same token, let's not denigrate the the, the Indian performance because you know they, they went to uh, they went to India, uh, Australia, Australia uh, yeah. immediately prior to the um, uh, the uh, the test series at home and got in the uh, biosecure bubble there, suffered goodness knows how many injuries during the course of the uh, uh, the, the the tour. Got bowled out for 30-odd, don't forget, in the first test. Uh, and yet came back uh, to win that series uh, famously uh, 2-1. Uh, uncovered some really, really strong talent in uh, in Pant and Sundar, for example. Uh, and then came back and uh, after suffering a heavy defeat in the first test, uh, just put England to the sword. So I think, yeah, Alan makes some good points. Um, but, you know, let, let's not, let's not to um, denigrate the India's performance, which I think has been absolutely superb. And they fully merit their position in the World Test Championship Final against New Zealand, which is going to be played, again, in a bio bubble at
0: Southampton rather than Lords. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, that was really interesting listening to that, actually. And um, both of you came up with some really good um, points. Um, looking forward to the summer anyway and hopefully... We can get back into cricket stadiums and watching some cricket, which is what we all want and uh, and miss as well. I mean, it's been almost two years now since we were sat in Headingley and, and Trent Bridge and, and Old Trafford and etc. So, um, right, we'll leave the cricket there um, and we are going to go just for a little minute or two to talk Six Nations. The next round of fixtures is this weekend and England are playing France. On Saturday. And um, let me just get the fixtures up because uh, I lost my cursor. Um, Italy are playing Wales and England, France. That's Saturday. And Scotland, Ireland is on Sunday. So quickly, um, we'll go Stuart first quickly. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the games this weekend? Uh, Wales
1: will score 60 points at least against Italy. Uh, So we'll leave that there. Um, England, France, uh, I'm really impressed with France. They've had issues with with, with the COVID outbreak, of course, but uh, but France are now building a side for um, the Rugby World Cup in 2023, which is in France. And there's there's just been a real renaissance, I think, in French rugby uh, generally. Uh, I just saw the, the draw for the last 16 of the European Champions Cup, which was made earlier on this week. There's seven French sides out of the 16, five English. Mm. Uh, the French can be a bit French uh, away from home. Uh, I remember when I, I spent a year living in France and played for the local town football team. And uh, uh, whenever we played away from home, um, the, my French uh, teammates got a bit of a nosebleed and uh, almost taught themselves out of... Um, uh, I not have any chance of winning away from home but uh, I, I think the French have got enough I'm really looking forward to seeing the, the, the Scrum half Dupont again uh, I think yep. he's will, uh, and I take uh, I take France to to win that I think they've got enough the uh, okay. big game on Sunday is uh, Ireland-Scotland
0: yep. um, I think Ireland might just uh, edge that I think they might do as well um, can I apologise for if you can hear some clicking going on I'm not sure quite what it is um, but if you can hear some clicking in the background, um, I apologise. So, Alan, what are your thoughts quickly on the Six Nations games this weekend?
2: Well, I th- I'll dismiss the Wales-Italy uh, game as being irrelevant and we should make it the Five Nations plus one. Um, with regard to England-France, uh, it might be an entertaining game. I, I think France will edge that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go with, uh, with Scotland to beat Ireland. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go into politics, um, uh, and mention Nicola Sturgeon or any of that carry on, but I think Scotland will, uh, will have enough there to
0: beat the Irish. I wondered where you were going with that. Um, well, Thank you guys for that. <laughs> um, we will finish, we will finish there. I've just got the, um, the quiz question to answer. Um, so, um, uh, Alan, what, are your guesses for the three teams that were relegated in the first ever season of the Premier League
2: well um, I'm surprised you've used the word guess because this is a, this is a matter of fact not not a okay. guess right um, but I could be wrong
0: yeah you could be
2: I have a sneaky suspicion that you wouldn't have asked the question if Notts Forest hadn't been
0: one of them okay that's a that's a well you know that's a good guess <laughs> um, I've also got a
2: sneaky suspicion that Wimbledon may have been lurking around there. That's the proper okay. Wimbledon. Yeah. Uh, and did Charlton also not sort of hover in that area for a time? So Charlton, Wimbledon, Forest, my three.
1: OK, Stuart, your three? My three, and the clicking, uh, you, you will notice stopped because i put my pen down. Um <laughs>
0: It was you. Yes, I was, getting, uh,
1: I, was, I was getting worked up about uh, about the, the Indian performance against England yeah. and, and <laughs> making sure that uh, we didn't downplay it by, you know, young men in bubbles and, uh, and, and so on and so forth. <laughs> uh, right, OK. I know we're short of time, so here we go. Uh, I'm going to go with Swindon, Middlesbrough
0: and Sunderland. OK, so you both got one right. The three teams that were relegated that year were Middlesbrough, Nottingham Forest and Crystal Palace. So Swindon was the year after, uh, just so you know. And Wimbledon stayed in the Premier League until the 2000s.
2: Do I not get a a tiebreaker? Because I think Wimbledon were playing at Selhurst Park at the time.
0: No, the the Uh, tiebreaker. No, no. 1-1 draw. And on that bombshell... (laughs) um, We'll finish there for this week's show. Um, Thank you for your uh, excellent uh, views and opinions, Alan and Stuart. Uh, We'll be back again next week. Uh, Thank you very much. Bye-bye.